Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Colts cast. We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. cast alongside me as always i have co-host jamal lawrence here yo 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 uh we are four six and one mm. tough game tough game look i i'll just i'll just get started right here man i really thought we had this in the bag colts lose 17 to 16 to the eagles man this would have been a great win really would have been we we started off we started off hot we really did. Um, I don't know. What did you think, Jamal? Yeah, you're right. We we did start off hot, and I was so confident that after uh, after our first drive, I took the money line um, for Colts. I did. I after a while, I was inspired by Carolina's play against Tennessee yesterday. So when Colts got up early on the first drive for the first time since last Christmas, I said, "Yo, it's 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 about to happen. It's about to happen." So I went ahead and locked it on and. Surely enough, I'll disappoint it. Um, but it was it was frustrating. It was very frustrating because that first drive looked like how all all the last week did. You know, drive with the drive with the drive, where we were trying to push down the field. Um, and I I don't I don't want to say that it was almost too easy, but I kind of feel like it was too easy for us to get downfield on that first drive, and, and the Eagles really weren't there. And I don't know if it created a, oh, we can get this in the bag mentality for our guys or what, because after that first drive, it just stalled. Everything just stalled for for the remainder of the game. It was really weird. I mean, JT had some nice runs. He had, what, 48 yards on that first drive alone rushing. Yeah, 48 or 49. That that first drive was like magical. Yeah, it was. I mean, I was like, dang, if this is what we're coming with, then... I take back everything I said last week. The Eagles about to get smoked, <laughs> uh, but it quit. It, it slowly but surely the tides turned, and and it was it was rough, man. I mean, I was excited to see that Matt came out there ready to play. Um, the O line had started off really well, you know. It looked like they were ready to play, and I don't know, man. It was just a hard hard game to watch, especially when the foot got taken off the gas. It just it just seemed like. We thought that the Eagles weren't going to come back. We just thought they were going to play down. So we, again, as per usual, didn't keep our foot on the gas and didn't just smash mouth from the entire time. Um, I don't know. I mean, it makes me feel like the first drive could have just been a lucky drive. Could have been. I mean, that 24-yard reception by Michael Pittman followed by that 28-yard gain by Jonathan Taylor, I was out off my seat. Like, the run blocking looked great. Jonathan Taylor's vision was on a different level. We kept feeding him. You know, that that's been our our go to all the time. You know, just feed Jonathan Taylor. Let's run to set up the pass. And then yeah, we started we started falling apart. Matt Ryan started throwing into double coverages, just starting to try to fit it in. Um, Jonathan Taylor wasn't getting those holes. Wasn't getting those good runs. Then we have Bernard Raymond. He had a rough, rough, rough day. This Boy, this might this might be the worst I've seen from Raymond. I mean, we're talking about penalty after penalty. 
letting up sacks. I he got blown up today. He got a real taste of the NFL. And I mean, even Will Fries, I don't think played that well. Um, it's they're trying to figure it out. I think I think for the most part, I mean, we kept it close against the Eagles. That's that's a really strong team, one of the best teams in NFC. I, I we did all right, we did all right, but that offense only looked good in like the first quarter. Um, you look at Matt Ryan, two hundred thirteen yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, limited mistakes, but you know couldn't get it cooking on offense. Jonathan Taylor, twenty two carries for eighty four yards and touchdown. Should have been way more than that. I mean, like he said, he had about fifty of that on the on the first drive alone. So what, 30, 35 yards the rest of the game. That's awful. But they were feeding him because Deion Jackson had one carry, Zach Moss had two carries. It it was the Jonathan Taylor show today. Our receiving core, um, Michael Pittman. You know, he, he's steady getting seven or eight targets a game. He had six catches for 75 yards. Paris Campbell, clear wide receiver two. Uh, Matt Ryan loves him. Uh, six targets, five catches for 67 yards. Had a, had a pretty good day. I think Paris Campbell played the best, especially just with that downfield catch he had, that big, big gain. Uh, Alec Pierce was doing his thing. He had eight targets. Could have had a better day, um, unfortunately. Wasn't as great, but yeah, I I think our offense held us back. It's always been like that. That's been the story of the Colts, and I really thought after last week, you know, we finally found our footing. But it it was bad. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, the fumbling issues from college there looks it like it's That's resurfacing, right. right? Yep, yep. Because he got the first down. He could have went down. Mm-hmm. He fought for extra yardage. And they swarmed him, and they ripped that ball out of his hands. And I, I'm kind of mad at the refs. Normally, that that play gets called dead, mm-hmm. and it didn't, and it was unfavorable for us. Although we did get the ball back, like right after, but still, I mean that that could have been, you know, potential six or seven points on the board. Yeah, no, you're you're right. And and uh, as happy as I am that we did get the ball back, it's a buzzkill. Um, even when we get it right back, you know, you, you still, you're, you're a little hype, but we were driving, we were working downfield and all of a sudden you don't have the ball anymore and you're, everybody's just annoyed and they're on the sideline. And then you're kind of trying to go through your emotions with your coaches about what happened. And all of a sudden you're like, get back on the field. So you're just jumping in and trying to run back out there and repeat, or I should say complete what you, you couldn't do just when you just had the ball a moment ago. So it was definitely hard to see, and this this fumbling has been an issue for JT this season. It's definitely been an off one um, for everything with JT this year, and it sucks because last week was a glimpse of, of what we are conditioned to see from him, so we all expected that, especially after the huge first quarter. So it sucks to see that there was really no progression throughout the rest of the game with him. Uh, Paris, Paris looked really good. Man, I wish he could have scored on that on that big uh, deep ball he caught because that's what we would have needed right there. And and I say that because we we got stopped. We got stopped on all three downs when we were down in the red zone. I mean, we were right there. The first one, JT, got smashed up at the line. Second one, incomplete pass. Third one, I think it was incomplete pass as well. And you had to kick a field goal. That's, that's issues, man. Those are huge issues when we're at the five, six-yard line and we can't 
we can't punch it in even two yards to to get us to the four or the three. I don't know. It has to be something you can do. Uh, it's way too crucial, way too crucial for us to get that far downfield and get a measly three points out of that, especially against a high power team where we know we have to have a QB spy the entire time on defense. And I feel like that was off and on the entire time, but I know we'll speak on that once we get to the defensive side, but we're on offense. We have to capitalize. And, and like you said, it was just kind of sluggish the entire time. It was unfortunate to see Alec Pierce. He had his 50, 50 ball as, as he gets every week. He was out of bounds for that one, but he went up for it. But then Matt went right back to him. The next, I think it was the next play. Yep. And he gave him a chance to get it, and he got it. So I was glad to see that. But, I mean, I don't know. It was just weird to even Pittman's catches that he was getting. Like he, They were all solid catches, but I just felt like everything stalled out. We were in their 35-yard line, or within the Phillies 35, for what, five drives? And... I mean, one touchdown out of that, we just left points on the board. So that can't happen. That legit just can't happen no matter who we're playing, whether we're playing the one and seven Texans or the the eight and one Eagles. Like you cannot leave points on the on the field like that whenever we're getting inside the thirty five. Missing so Right. And I also thought our play call in, we got a little too predictable. Anytime I saw Deion Jackson on the field um, out the backfield, running to the sidelines for a swing route. It was always going to him, and they read that every single time. That's why Deion Jackson had four catches for three yards. He didn't go anywhere with those. But we were doing that on third and long, so I was a little confused about that. We are playing too conservatively. I, we got to push the ball down the field, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, that, there's just – a lot of issues just we, we started I don't know our offensive line looked fatigued or something because it, they were giving up a lot of sacks in the later part of the game uh, things like that you know Matt Ryan's not able to move out the pocket you know you saw you saw plays where he could have threw the ball away you saw plays where there was an open receiver he didn't see it, it there was those mistakes but at least you know no fumbles or interceptions, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's something to be thankful for, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, but uh, second game under Jeff Saturday, we gave the Eagles a run for their money. Of course, they kept their money, but you know we're now at six losses. It's 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 getting the lights getting dim at that end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not there. Yep, and and it's so crazy because I mean. The Eagles tried to give us the game. This game was an exact repeat of Kansas City, where where the better team just decided to show up and not play. And at least with Kansas City, we got the W out of it. We just gave this one away. There was no reason for us to even give the Eagles a time of day today. We should have beat them easily by 15, 16 points today. So... Mm. Uh, it was just rough to see because they, they weren't there. I mean, I don't know if you saw, but even on their sideline, after every drop, everyone was just sitting there with a blank stare on their face, like for the Eagles on their bench. They, no one was, like, frustrated. They weren't happy. They were hitting them with the Frank Wright just staring. Um, and I was like, all <laughs> Nick right. Nick Sirianni well, got that from Frank, Frank yeah, Wright, you know? Yeah, he did. And they just all sat there. And so it was weird to see because it's like, I mean – Again, if, if we're in a position that we're in to come out and, and play a team like this and we see that we're comfortably up 13-3, to three, hey, let's punch them in the mouth. Sh- sh- show them. Make a name for, for, this, for the team saying, hey, listen, 
we started off extra sloppy. We got rid of a few pieces. We're trying to bounce back now, so we're going to play full throttle the entire time. But instead, we let that 13-3 lead just slip away from us, and we got only three more points from there um, when we should have easily had an additional two touchdowns and a field goal. Yeah, their their offense was sloppy mm-hmm. I mean, from the beginning for a long time. You saw all those penalties racking up. Yeah, I remember seeing three straight penalties on them. They were they were out there like second and thirty five. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah, and they oh actually almost converted that. They they got really close, but I mean I think this is a good segue into our defense. I really thought our defense was top notch today. I mean. Even without Quiddy Pay, I mean, the loss was definitely evident. Pass rush looked a little weaker. People were still making plays. Former Eagle Rodney McLeod, he was making some nice plays against his former team. Um, I think Isaiah Rogers went down, but Brandon Faison came in. He was playing well today. He really was. Unique Ngakwe, finally seeing him. Yeah, he had the makeups for not playing against the Raiders last week, so he mm-hmm. came out and tried to ball that strip sack which was nice yeah it was really good Zaire Franklin mm. boy mm. he's a living shadow of the Shaquille Leonard I mean he is <laughs> he, he got he got that forced fumble you saw that yeah yeah a little peanut punch yes yeah, sir yeah I mean clean one too we'll be back after a quick break if, if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had uh, a kind of dark time of uh, around yeah. a decade, right? You know, we, we kind of, uh, 15 years ago, we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues, uh-huh. uh, Madrid and Barca, right? Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team, came on board and started looking at things in a, in a, in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we, we, we have a lot to do, uh, a lot. Yeah. I, I can't really fault the defense for this game. I mean, we seem to let up in the fourth a lot of times, but it's Mm -hmm. because our offense, like you said, they step off the gas. So the defense has to do everything. It comes down to them. Um, Zaire Franklin did make that, uh, I guess, arguably bad, good. Yeah, DPI. I was just about to ask you how you felt about that. I want you, want your opinion on that. So it looks like, I mean, if Miles Sanders would have caught that, mm-hmm. either he would have got tackled right there, or he wouldn't win in the end zone. So mm-hmm. to me, that 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 seems like a desperation. DPI might might have been the best play there. I mean. What we shouldn't have done is gave Jalen Hurts six or seven yeah. seconds to throw the ball. I mean, that Sanders was just trying to get open because, I mean, he was running around the entire time. The receivers, you know, after you run that route and if the quarterback gets gets 10 seconds to throw the ball, they're going to get open at some point. Like, that's going to happen. So this is why, like, this is why edge rushers are so valued. This is why pass rush is is so valued because if you're not able to rush the quarterback, if you're not able to put pressure on them, they're gonna be able. To, like I don't care which NFL quarterback it is, unless it's Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson will not make the throw, but <laughs> all the all other thirty one starting quarterbacks, even backup quarterbacks, they're if if given the time, they're gonna make the throw. 
Like it happens. That, that that's that's why they're playing at the professional level. So I'm not gonna fault them for that. Um, it, you know, I I think that was a smart play to an extent. Okay. But. Yeah. No, I, I I pretty much agree. Like at first when it first happened. I was super annoyed, and I took a second to think about why, you know, and I saw that there was legit no one else over there, and there, I mean, probably better for him to do that than try to truly break up the pass and and risk Miles getting it because, I mean, once he's off to the races, he's going to be gone. So um, I, I do agree. I think it was a desperation thing, and, I mean, if I, – I don't know what I would have done in that situation. I, I, I He made a football play. I can't be mad at that um, because he held his own the entire game. Had there been something where he had been just playing like crap all game or a situation where there would have been a safety over there or a quarterback over there with him as well, then maybe I would have said, all right, this would have really dumb. But he was I'm sure he was thinking if we can stop them right here, we can at least try to get them off the field or hold them to a field goal. So I understand the thought process, and I, I can't say with a straight face that I would have been like, oh, let me let me think to do this, you know, so. I, I, I can't knock it. I mean, yeah, it's, it, I mean, like you said, it's, I don't know what I would have done in that situation, but I do know, I mean, that just pins him where he would have caught right. the ball instead right. of the possibility of him getting into the end zone. The end zone. Yep. So, Agreed. I, yeah, I'm not going to kill him for that. I will say Jalen Hurts should not have 86 yards on the ground against us because nope. we're, we're great against the run. We are. That's why we held Miles Sanders to 47 yards on the ground. What we did not do is hold the quarterback to a you know considerable amount of yardage mm-hmm. on the ground. But you know, 16 carries for 86 yards. He was, I mean, they they were doing design runs for him. They were doing QB draws. Those holes were opening up. You know, our defensive line was getting beat in that in that department, and you know, we we just couldn't get him. Like Jalen Hurts, I think he scrambled for like. A twenty twenty five yard game. Mm-hmm. He was he was making defenders miss, and mm-hmm. that that's an issue. But I thought at the very beginning of the game, we we were doing things. We were we were playing QB spy on him for yep. a little bit. Yep. I don't know what happened to that. Uh, I guess we had to switch the defense up to you know try to stop Devonte Smith or something. But I mean, there were plays where we were, we were we were killing Jalen Hurts. So. I think it was Zaire Franklin being used as a QB spy on a third down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I thought the defense still played really well. Um, they they were really good at preventing big plays. Uh, those big chunk plays that the Eagles are are very fond of getting. They they were preventing those. I, I did like our defense. I'm I'm not going to fault them for this loss. But yeah, that's that's just how I feel. Yeah, no, I, I, I fully agree. We can't sit here and fault the defense, especially when, again, we're up 13-3 to and we can still continue to score. Defense got turnovers for us today. All we've complained about was not getting turnovers. They got turnovers. They were covering really well. Jalen Hurts got that touchdown run because there was just not a soul in the box whenever, you know, when it was time for him to do the sneak. Um, again, that – some stuff you have to – it's just hard. It's hard when you have a quarterback that's mobile enough, but I feel like Jalen also doesn't run unless he really needs to. So I can understand maybe why you would take some of the spy off of him, you know, or some of the presence of a spy off him because I think that he's definitely more of a, a pass-first guy, especially with the weapons he has around him. He is now. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that used wasn't to be always. his knock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the pocket collapses a little bit, and he just takes off. Take but, off, yeah. Yeah, he's he's a little different now. Yeah, he's he's definitely developed uh, some, and and I think it helped them out, and it hurt us because we kind of let off the gas on him, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Well, I'm gonna take the freebies." So I again, I can't fault the defense. They they did what they were supposed to do. Um, I mean, shoot, they held them all game long. Again, it's, the offense yep. has to make sure they're capitalizing. You just have to. Offense has to be able to put up points, and you know Chase McLaughlin. I, if he would have hit that that third field yep. goal out of four, this would have been a different game. But can we fault him for that? He, right. he had to go up and kick it four times, and he he hit a fifty yarder, and he hit his other chip shots. You know? Well, you know, and one thing too about so I'm glad you mentioned him because I was going to talk about him as well. How did you feel about that the play before halftime, the field goal before halftime with 18 seconds left and one timeout? We just said. No, we're not going to try another play. We're just going to kick a field goal and give them the ball back at 13 seconds, which it didn't mean anything for them, but it was only like second down. Like we still had a chance to at least, you know, do one pass into the into the end zone. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, they they were playing very conservative, especially yeah. when they got up a little bit. I think they believed in our defense. They said, "Well, we're going to get as many points as we can on the board with, you know, whatever possessions we have." Uh yeah, take the field goal. I, it's like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it shouldn't be, but yeah, it is. Yeah, well, you got a first-year play caller at hand and, you know, interim head coach with no experience. I think they they go the more conservative route. They don't. They haven't been in many of those situations. Yeah, no, nah, that's true. Yeah, and, well, you know, and that's that's kind of what I was talking about when I was talk, even on our pregame show where I was saying that I I was kind of afraid of of what will happen once everything is not working out the way it should, especially because I felt like after the first drive, again they take a take a step back, you know, and they put it kind of on auto uh, autopilot and let everything happen the way it was, and it's just a situation where it's like. He hasn't had a chance. He hasn't had an opportunity to play from behind yet, or Parks hasn't had a chance to call plays from behind. I should say, not so much play. You know, play from behind. So I, I do think that the conservative approach will continue. I don't know. Hopefully, he learned something from this game that that's not going to work. But I, I just can't imagine all of a sudden after one game you're going to say, "Well, I need to be full throttle every single week." Um, I, I, I definitely think the the team played as hard as they could. Well, not as hard, but they played up to the competition today. Um, but I'm just nervous that maybe because I said last week that I felt that until you get the true test of being down and being down and out, then you, you don't know how you're going to be as a play caller. So I'm hoping that he learns something from this and maybe next week he comes out on a Monday night, just full throttle and not taking his foot off the gas at all. And I, I mean, again, it's, it's not the end of the world. I mean, it's one, one L under him, under his belt as a, you know, rookie play caller. So, uh, just just curious to kind of see what the people around him are, or kind of what their thought process was throughout the game. Yeah, um, it happens, and I mean, we were this close from winning, so I, it it did suck for us to lose because really, I don't know what's what's the future now. We're four, six, and one. It seems like playoffs isn't there really. Right. Correcto mundo. Yeah, I I'm starting because the schedule just gets a little tougher. Mhm. I I I, re- I honestly think this is where 
I would like for us to get some more <laughs> But then again, as I said before, the players do not want to lose. They're going to go out there and play their hardest, and that's just how it's going to be, man. Yeah, we got, I know. We got the coaching staff that they want to win. They, they want to win. So. I know. I guess, see, but like for me, I look at the bigger picture. I look at what there is to come. Like, I don't want, I don't, I understand you have to live in the now because we're in the now. But when I think of this situation, I think to myself, what will happen if, if players will take the, I don't want to say the extra step to suck, but what happened? They just come to the, to the realization that, you know, just take the L in this season. Think about what the future can be as opposed to, I want to win right now because we're playing for nothing. You know what I mean? That we're not playing. We're not playing to, to win the division anymore. You know, we're not playing. So we're we're just playing. We're playing to play, and of course, these guys who are in contract seasons, they want to get extensions. You know, and all this other stuff. I understand that they're going to always play hard, but for what it's worth, I mean, I'm thinking about the future, and if you want to be a part of the organization for the future, then I would. I would like to see what's going to come down the pipeline. Maybe if we don't do too hot for the rest of the season, but supposedly Colts scouts were at the Kentucky game. They've been at Kentucky games for like four or five games this season. So that's what I'm hearing. They're scouting Will Levis. I mean, it's very possible we draft him. He hasn't been looking too hot lately, but they still might like his arm talent. Yeah, I I just hope that the scouts are. I haven't watched a lot of Phil uh, Phil Levis, Will Levis film this year. Um, so, so obviously during off season, I will watch a lot of it. But I just hope that we're not getting fixated on one person and and hoping that that person is there. And then come draft night, I mean, you know, anything can happen. Um, then we're up the creek. I know that I know that any good GM and any good scouting team is not going to just be fixated on one player in general but I do feel like there has been a lot of talk of our guys being out at every Kentucky game watching Will for the past three or four weeks so I'm I don't know I'm just curious to see if there's anybody else that we have in contention or thinking about at least it's a lot of quarterbacks a lot of quarterbacks that will be drafted so Looks like we're we're looking in the right direction. You know, Matt Ryan is in the long term answer, but he was supposed to bring stability and playoff contention. But here we are, four six and one, wild ride for the Colts. But who do we have yep. next week? Steelers. I'll be there Monday night. You will? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm gonna oh, be baby. tired too the next day for work, but it is what it is. <laughs> Ooh. Steelers. Yeah. That Steelers. should be a winnable game, but mm-hmm. should be. Then again, Colts Colts have been a roller coaster this season. Yeah, and we got the Cowboys the week after. Yeah, in Dallas, yeah, it's gonna get a little dicey. Vikings, Chargers, Giants. Woo! Yeah, Colts Nation, we we may need to start looking at some mock draft. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know what? Too seriously though, this this next week is gonna be the test of of whether Matt Ryan really is trying to play to stay. Or or he's just he just had a chip on his shoulder last week because like I told you I felt like he was gonna come out and play his hardest like he was in the Super Bowl again simply because he got benched and today it, he didn't look like he did last week he looked like he was going through the motions he wasn't trying to move around the pocket and stuff he was checking down every single ball not every ball but you know what I mean he was like 
going through progressions one two check down so i don't know i think it'll be interesting to see next week um what'll happen i i I just personally feel like if he goes slow next week as well that last week was just a one-off where he just felt like he had to show up and show out because he was butthurt that he got a spot taken and and now he's just you know now he's just back being matt ryan looks like jamal wants sam ellinger back in there Hey, all I'm going to say is I would like to see Sam with Parks as his play caller and the O-line doing a little better for one game because people are already saying, oh, they're, they're, you know, everybody's counting everybody's counting it out, saying that, well, Matt should have been the starting QB for the entire time, all this other jazz. Again, the O-line played phenomenal last week, and we saw that we probably could have put one of us back there in the pocket and still had time to get rid of the ball and get where we need to go too. So Jesus they play Christ. well, then yes. Um, but if they play like they did today where they give up four sacks for 46 yards or 48 yards, whatever it was, we're in trouble. If, if Matt has to be mobile, because there were a couple times today I feel like he could have been a little more mobile and not to pull off a 39-yard run like he did last week or 29 yards, whatever it was. But he could have had a chance to just kind of at least slide around the pocket, but he just did his classic turn my back to him and fall down. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson – they can move like that and invade pressure. So when Matt Ryan does it, <laughs> we don't get the same result. It usually ends up being a sack. Yeah. But right. tough game. We'll look, we'll look towards next week. You know, oh, yeah. I'm always gonna say go Col- go Colts. So that's right. We'll be out there loud and are. proud next Monday night <laughs> with all blue on. So <laughs> I'll be wrapping it. So <laughs> what jersey are you gonna wrap? I got to wear JT because my other jersey is the Andrew Luck one. So I'm not wearing that. I'm going to wear mm-hmm. JT and just have a bunch of other gear on. Yeah, so anybody who's out there, let me know. Let us know on Twitter. Hey. Yeah. Let's get it. All right. Well, that's going to be it for us, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Coltcast today. We are live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you listen to the podcast. We'll be back next week to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Y'all take care. Take care. <laughs>